Business English Power, Episode 5. Welcome to Business English Power, the show for ambitious English students who want to level up their business English skills, become global communicators, and international business leaders. My name is Al, otherwise known as Al Sensei in the online world and also in Japan. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're going to get into a great episode here. We're going to talk about three common mistakes that I see students making in their business email writing. Okay, so you want to stay tuned for that. Now, before we get into the main topic, I would just love to ask you to please share this episode of Business English Power with a friend, a family member, or probably most importantly, a colleague. If you share this with a colleague, it'll help all of us be more efficient with our email writing, right? I mean, do we really want to spend more time reading and writing emails? <laughs> I don't think so. So, you know, the more people we help with this, the better it is for all of us. I think we can agree with that. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for doing that. And thanks for downloading and listening to Business English Power. Now, let's get into the main topic today. Three mistakes that students make when writing business emails. The first mistake is not being concise enough. You might be thinking, well, Al, um, actually English is not my native language, of course, so you know, already my English emails are too short. Well, I completely understand, but it really kind of is not what I've seen in my experience looking at my students' emails or examples of their emails that they are sending in business. Usually what I find is that it's way too long or there's a lot of extra sentences, a lot of extra words, extra, extra, extra. And when it could be cut down, be more concise and straight to the point. Okay. Now, why is this? Why do we have this kind of phenomenon going on? Why do students feel that they need to put in more? Well, this is something I've started to notice over the years when I was teaching in Japan. And I think it kind of runs counterintuitive to what we had seen or what you had studied before. Now, what does that mean? Counterintuitive means it's opposite to what you kind of feel naturally based on what you learned before or what is natural to you. Now, what do I mean by all of this? Okay, so if we go back to our maybe junior high school learning or high school learning, uh, even grade school learning, when we learn to write, mostly we are learning to write creatively. Okay? So we are learning to write stories, fiction, uh, things like that, where you are encouraged to use more fancy vocabulary. You are encouraged to write new sentences. Don't use the same words over and over. Well, that habit or that idea has continued into the business world, I've noticed, and students have even told me, Al, I, I was taught never to use you know, the same word too many times, you know, this kind of teaching, right? And yeah, that is true, I would say, if you're doing creative writing, um, more fiction writing, that kind of thing, right? But here's the main thing in emails, and you can ask yourself this question. Whatever you do for work, or even if you're not uh, working currently or not using email that much, well, I'm sure you use email in your life to some extent. Ask yourself this question. How much time do you like to spend actually looking through and reading emails? Especially if it is for work. 
<laughs> I don't think a lot of us want to spend that much time. I mean, yeah, of course, we have to as part of our daily duties. But man, it can become overwhelming sometimes. I've seen students that they have hundreds of emails when they check in in the morning at 9 a.m. at their desk. And it takes them almost to lunchtime just to get through those first emails. <laughs> and so that's the first thing to think about. That's one thing is you can be empathetic to others is since you wouldn't want to read through a long email yourself, probably, unless it's really necessary, more concise is better. Hopefully we can agree, right? So that is point number one, be more concise. Okay? Now, where can we do that? Well, first of all, you can be more concise in the subject line. You know, I've seen a lot of subject lines as written as full sentences. Now, one example of that would be something like, I'd like to meet you tomorrow to discuss the project. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course, it's very clear. Um, but it's a very long sentence, especially, you know, if you can imagine when you're looking through inbox in the morning and you're seeing, you know, potentially tens or hundreds of emails sitting there and you're just going through them quickly, the subject line is way too long. So consider making your subject line more concise. Something that I would maybe suggest writing is meet tomorrow with a question mark. Okay, just two words, have a question mark, and that gets the point across. Okay? And again, remember, we're not necessarily going for TOEIC style, IELTS style, perfect grammar here in the subject line. Okay? We're just going to be, this is more, think about the reader's perspective. Okay? What, are, what is going to stand out to them so that they open your email? And it gets the point across. That's the point of the subject line. And then in general, when you get into the body of your email, again, just think about what is really necessary. You know, is there anything else that is not necessary? The point is not to be creative writer in this, you know, in business, okay? It doesn't matter if you use the same words again and again. The most important thing is, of course, as I've been saying, be concise, but also clarity, okay? being clear. That's the most important thing because in business, everyone wants to be efficient, right? So we want to be efficient with our time. That means be concise, be clear. doesn't matter if you're using special vocabulary. Just use very simple vocabulary. That's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about using the same words more than once because, again, this is not creative fiction time. This is get down to business, be respectful of other people's time, time, okay? So that is Mistake number one is not being concise enough. Let's move on to mistake number two. Mistake number two is a little bit more minor, but it, you know, something that you do want to think about as you continue to level up your business English skills. And this is something, again, it may be more common in Asian countries. Again, I've seen it in Japan quite a bit. And this is very cultural. It stems from cultural differences. But it is something that, again, if you're doing business internationally, you're going to want to pay notice to. This is, again, when you are addressing someone else. So, for example, if you say, dear, blah, 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 or hello, blah, blah, blah. Okay, those are just different levels of formality. But that's not what we're talking about here. The formality, again, is not such a big deal in, this, in the greeting. But let's just use dear. Okay, that's a, a normal formal way of greeting someone. Now, if you are being more formal, um, that means that you're probably going to use the person's family name. 
In other words, their last name, okay, not the first name. So let's just use a common uh, name. We'll use Thomas Cruz. So the first name Thomas and the last name Cruz. So in this case, if you are being formal, you'd say dear, or you would write, I'm sorry, you would write dear Mr. Cruz. The mistake is writing dear Mr. first name. Okay, in this example, dear Mr. Thomas. So I'm sorry, the mistake, just to be clear again for myself, is using the Mr. or Mrs. or Miss with the first name. Now that is something that we usually do not do in the USA or other Western countries. I'll just use America as our example because that's where I'm from. But again, you want to use Mr., Mrs., Miss. You want to use that header with the person's last name. Okay, so in this case, Cruz. So dear Mr. Cruz. Now let's use a female example. So let's let's use uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> so for example, the mistake would be dear Miss Taylor. Instead, it would be dear Miss Swift. That would be the correct way of writing it. Now, if you're being informal, you're saying hello, blah, blah, blah. Again, if you use Mr., Mrs., or Miss, you would say dear Mr. Cruz, or sorry, hello, Mr. Cruz. Or you'd say hello, first name, dear Thomas, or hello, Thomas. And then if we're using Taylor Swift, we'll say hello, Taylor, or dear Taylor. So in other words, the correct way is to say your greeting, dear first name, or dear Mr. and Mrs. last name. Okay? So just do not use dear Mr. first name or dear Miss or Mrs. first name. Okay, we want dear Mr. or Mrs. last name. All right, so I think I've got it down. All right, the third mistake that I've seen students make in their business email writing, and this is more of a a general one again, is the structure, is opposite structure. And what I mean by this is, again, this is maybe common in some cultures rather than others, but what I've seen a lot of people do is start, if you can imagine like a, a pyramid or a triangle, you know, if you imagine the tip as kind of the non-essential points or the details, and then the bottom part of the triangle or the pyramid being the main point. Okay? So the email starts with the kind of the minor details, getting the more important, then finally the last sentence of the email is the most important, the main point. Yeah, this is something that's taught in certain cultures. However, in American culture, we want to kind of flip up uh, that triangle or that pyramid upside down. Okay, so that the main point is stated first. So in your structure, in your email, yes, of course, you do your greeting. Um, you might you know, give one sentence just to, as a warm warm up or a break the ice kind of thing where you want to say, oh, how's the weather in Los Angeles? Just to be polite, a polite opening, I guess is the term that we use. If this is the first email you're writing to this person. Again, think about the, what's the main point. Okay, start with that first, always. Okay? Start with the main point and then go down to the details later. And that's just the more of the, the way it's taught in the Western world. And if you're dealing with 
you know, international business, particularly, we'll just, again, I'll use the example of Americans, that's kind of what they're expecting, and that'll save you a lot of time and energy as well. So just to use an example, let's say your main purpose of writing this email is to make a request that the receiver of the email uh, sends you some documents right away. Now, if you do it the opposite way, you'll start with the details first, right? The minor details. For example, you'll start to say, I'm missing some information about product number 526. What I wanted to learn about it was how to power it on, but instead, I only have the documentation of when it is powered off. And so it would be really helpful to have the correct documentation. Could you send me the documentation for product number 506 or whatever I said before? <laughs> okay, so that would be kind of the opposite. And if, you, if you're doing it more of the way I'm teaching it is you'll start with the main point first. So you'll say your greeting. Hey, dear, let's just say, dear Mrs. Swift. Hi, my name is Al from XYZ Corporation. Uh, could you send me the documentation for product number 506? I just need a little more information on the functionality of when it's powered on, and I'm afraid I'm missing that. If you could do that, I would appreciate it. Thank you. Boom, then it's done. Yeah, that's just a really simple example, but you can kind of see the order is arranged a little differently, the format. Okay? So this is, again, a quick example, but mistake number three is the format, is starting with the details first and then building to the main point, which comes at the end. And now, again, it's I know we're talking about a writing and reading subject, while doing audio, so it's kind of hard to imagine. But if you can imagine not speaking it, but reading it on the page, on the email, on your screen, as you are the reader, imagine you know going through all these little details and then you're thinking, what's the point of this? What's the main point? What are we getting to here? Okay, so that's the reason why you want to put the main point first. And then people can refer to the details as needed later on. All right, so those are three common mistakes I have seen students making in their business email writing. And just as a quick bonus, because I know a lot of you are thinking it and probably asking in your minds, well, what can we use for the sign-off? Okay, The closing phrase that we use typically as kind of the opposite of the greeting. For example, you know, the greeting would be dear, blah, blah, blah. What is the proper sign-off formally? Okay? So for formal sign-off, I typically use sincerely, comma, and then your name. So sincerely is a very formal sign-off. And then you're thinking, oh, Al, what's the casual sign-off? Okay, so we say, hello, uh, Taylor, blah, 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 blah. And then the sign-off can be a common one is best regards, comma, your name. Okay. Or even more uh, casual would be thank you, comma, blah, blah, blah. Or just simply take care, comma, your name. Okay, so those are just some common, uh, more informal, casual uh, sign-offs. Yeah? This is a little bonus tip at the end. All right, so thanks for tuning into this episode of Business English Power. I hope you enjoyed it. Please share it with a friend, a family member, or a colleague, and that would be very much appreciated. And if you don't mind as well, since we are getting back into the swing of things please feel free to leave a review if you're using itunes or an apple podcast 
or give a five-star uh, rating in Spotify or whatever podcast app you are using, and I would greatly appreciate it. Again, this is Al, and thank you so much for tuning in to Business English Power Show, and I will see you next time very soon. Until then, always remember to level up your learning and level up your business.